0: And so this morning, if you have your Bibles, would you turn with me to the book of 1 Peter? 1 Peter chapter 1 this morning. And I want to bring to us a message that's entitled, It's Not the End. It's Not the End, as I speak to us about the hope of Easter. And I'm reading this morning from 1 Peter chapter 1, beginning at verse number 3, and we'll have the scripture here on the, on, on the screen behind me, but the The Apostle Peter writes to us, writes to the church, praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil or fade. This inheritance is kept in heaven for you Though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. For you are receiving the end result of your faith, the salvation of your souls. May God bless his word to us this morning. And so again, the title of our message this morning is simply, It's Not the End. And right now, we all sense as if our whole world is being shaken with this pandemic that's taken root within our world and our nation and our state. It truly feels like life will never be the same again. And I know that many, many people are afraid for their well-being. Many are anxious regarding their future. For some, there is a sense of hopelessness that has begun to set in as, they, as, as maybe they've lost their income. Or they've lost lost their ability to be with their family. Maybe they've lost their health. Or maybe they've lost a loved one who has succumbed to death. And so many people are are just beginning to feel sad, anxious, fearful. Almost as if this is the end. Listen, I want to tell you this morning. As pastor, this is not easy for me. I know it's not easy for you. I mean, I'm here. I think this is our fourth Sunday. I'm here preaching to basically an empty room. I thank God that Jose is here I'm behind the camera and so forth, and Pastor Guy and Kim are here with me. But, you know, Easter Sunday, I look forward to being with the people of God and seeing the, the house of God full. And then having my family around and being able to sit at an Easter dinner. You know, so listen, I just want to tell you, like, like, this is tough for you. It's tough for me. And sometimes our emotions can get the best of us and a sense of, of, of despair, depression, anxiety can begin to overtake us. And we can begin to feel as if this is the end. You know, unfortunately, we live in a world that does that to us time and again it it breeds in us fear anxiety hopelessness and so many things not just what we're facing now but so many things can happen in our lives that would cause us to want us to, to want to give up to ca- that would cause us to want to throw in the proverbial towel and too often things come our way that make us want to cry out with this psalmist how long oh lord how long many of you know what i mean you've Had those those times, those moments, even recently, when you have felt overwhelmed and it's felt as if maybe you've come to the end. You see, that's where the disciples found themselves, the days and nights immediately following Jesus' death. Life was very dark. Their nights were very long. Their minds were very confused. For they had followed Jesus for for over three years, believing that he was the promised one. He was their Messiah. They looked to him to inaugurate the kingdom of God. He was supposed to have been their savior, but rather than triumphantly wipe out the enemies of God and bring about that new kingdom, Jesus ends up on a cross, dying a death that was reserved, as we saw Friday night, a death that was reserved only for the worst of criminals. Every crack of the whip took another swipe at all they had believed. Every nail hammered into their hands and feet was another nail hammered into their dreams until everything they'd ever believed in and dreamed of was shattered. Jesus died, and with him, so did all their hope. That's where we see them Friday night, Saturday, Saturday night into the wee hours of Sunday morning. It felt as if they had come to the end. But then something happened. Something that told them it was not the end early Sunday morning, the women came running from the tomb, calling for Peter and John. There were stories of, of angels and an empty tomb. Some believed right away. Others were a bit more hesitant. The rumors were flying. Had Jesus been raised to new life? Was he alive? A couple of them said that he met them on the road to Emmaus and even sat down with them and ate with them. You see, hope was being birthed. Hope was beginning to grow. And then it happened. Sunday night, Jesus shows up in the midst of them. He lets them touch him. He talks with them, instructs them. He even eats with them. Yes, Jesus was alive. And you see, with the resurrection of Christ came the resurrection of hope. And suddenly the disciples realized it's not the end. And thus, Peter would one day write the words that that we read earlier on from 1 Peter 1.3. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. For in his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. And from that point on, the resurrection of Jesus Christ became central to the message and the ministry of the early church and those early disciples. There was no questioning that Jesus had been raised from the dead. This was not some figment of their imagination. This was no coping mechanism. But they, they had seen Jesus die. But just as assuredly, they knew that God had raised him from the dead. And thus, for the rest of their lives, no matter what they faced, no matter the difficulties, the trials, the sufferings, they lived with an incredible and vibrant hope. From that time on, no matter what they faced in life, they knew it was not the end. Even in death, they knew it was not the end. And I want us to see this morning that the very same hope that Jesus' resurrection brought to those first disciples is the hope that he brings to us today. That his resurrection tells us, as Peter writes to us here, that no matter what we face in this life, there is still something more. There is still something ahead. Because Jesus is alive, we can always say, it's not the end. Would you turn to someone, if there's someone there in the room with you, maybe they're in the other room, shout it to them. Would you say to each other, it's not the end it's not the end. Say, Jesus is alive. Jesus is alive. So it's not the end. Oh, well, Peter tells us a few things about this incredible hope. I can almost hear you through the camera today. But Peter tells us a few things about this incredible hope. He tells us, first of all, that it's A living hope. Look at 1 Peter 1.3 again. He says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. It's a living hope. In other words, this is a hope that is alive. It's active It's full of power. This is a hope that empowers and energizes those who take hold of it. It's not just a mental ascent to some doctrinal statement. It's not just some form of positive thinking that says, oh, well, things will get better. But rather, this is a deep sense that God has something more, that God has something better ahead for his people. All we need to do is look at the life of the disciples before and after the resurrection of Jesus. Oh, beforehand, they were like a bunch of scared rabbits running and hiding for their lives. And who could blame them? They were filled with fear. Their world seemed to have crumbled around them. It was as if they themselves had died. But after encountering the risen Christ, after spending time with their risen Savior, even the darkest of days had a brightness to them, for now they had hope. They were energized. They were filled with new life. From that time on, no matter what happened in life, even when they faced death itself, they had a stirring in their hearts, a hope that told them that nothing in this life is truly the end. All I want to tell us this morning, that the resurrection of Jesus brings to us a life-giving hope. The resurrection of Jesus fills those who will follow him with a hope that energizes and empowers them. It's a hope that's alive within our hearts and our minds, a hope that is constantly stirring for, for every situation we face is now lived out in light of Christ's resurrection. Even in the midst of this pandemic, we say Jesus is alive. And our hearts are filled with hope. It's a hope, you see, that causes us to look beyond the darkness of this present day to the brightness of the future. A hope that gives us the strength and life to face another day. It's a hope that constantly speaks into our lives saying, this is not the end. And so Peter calls it, he calls it a living hope. But also he shows to us that it's a life-changing hope a life-changing hope. And again, in, in in verse 3 of 1 Peter 1, he says that in his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope. Notice that Peter ties his hope to the new birth or to being born again. Why? Because again, Peter knew what his life was like before the resurrection of Christ. He knew what kind of person he had been before Christ was raised from the dead. He knew, and he knew whom he had become because of it, you see, when Peter, or called Simon, first met Jesus, Jesus said that he would be Peter, he would be the rock. But, you know, becoming a rock didn't happen overnight. In fact, there was little in his life that pointed to the fact that Jesus' words were true. Oh, there were some glimmers of hope here and there. There were some some moments when Peter shined, but just as quickly he failed. He was anything but a stable, strong rock. We see this especially during the trial and crucifixion of Jesus. For there we see a man who can't even speak up for Jesus to a servant girl, no less a king. And we can only imagine what what took place in Peter's heart and mind as Jesus lay in the tomb. For Peter, like the others, and maybe even more so, was filled with disappointment, a sense of failure, disillusionment, hopelessness. It felt as if his life had come to an end. But you see, when Peter met the risen Christ, he was truly born again. Life became brand new. Life would never be the same again. Peter had been given a new lease on life. He was being given the chance to start over. All his failures were put behind him. His sins His sins no longer had a stranglehold on him. The day he met the resurrected Christ, hope filled his heart, and life started with a clean slate. And so Peter could write from experience as you go on through 1 Peter 1, he says, for you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable through the living and enduring word of God. In fact, we read it earlier as Peter writes about the trials and sufferings of life. He puts it this way, and notice how different these words are than the way they would have been written before he met the the risen Christ when he says, in this you greatly rejoice. Though now for a little while you've had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials, these have come so that your faith of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, may be proved genuine and may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. Listen, that's a whole new perspective on life, a whole new perspective on the trials and sufferings of life. What a different way of life. No longer does Peter run from the sufferings and trials, but rather he's able to rejoice in them because he knows that even through them, God is at work in his life. The risen Christ is at work in his life. And it all stems from the hope that he'd receive as he met the risen Christ For he knew that whatever he faced in life, from that point on, it was not the end. You see, the same is true for us. For when we encounter the living Christ, we too are born again. Life becomes brand new, all of the sins of the past are forgiven. And we go on to live a whole new way of life. The Apostle Paul, he says, we become new creations. The old is gone, the new has come. I ask you today, have you experienced that in your life? If, if so, you need to rejoice. If not, I would invite you today to put your faith in the risen Christ. And let him, let him work in your life by his spirit to, to, to create in you something new that you might be born again. That even even the way we approach life, once we meet the risen Christ, once we are born again, is made different. When the hard things of life step in, rather than giving up and thinking it's the end, we look ahead filled with hope. I want to tell you, as we meet the risen Christ, we receive a life-changing hope. I trust you've experienced that in your life, even today. And finally, Peter speaks to us about a lasting hope. It's a living hope. It's a life-changing hope. And it's a lasting hope. Oh, as we move through the book of Acts, we find that the disciples of Jesus, they faced numerous times of testing. They were persecuted, chased from their homes, sent to trial, tortured, and even killed. And yet no one could take from them their hope, for they knew that Jesus was alive and that he would not rescind on his word. They knew that the resurrection of Jesus was the ultimate sign that God would make good on every promise he had ever made. And so Peter speaks of, in 1 Peter 1, 4, he speaks of an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade, kept in heaven for you. He knew that he had been given a lasting hope. Listen, sometimes we are offered hope that does not last. Oh, it might be the hope of of, of a cure for a cure for a disease with which you're battling, Even now, in the midst of this this terrible virus, we are hoping for a cure. We're hoping for a vaccine. Or it might be the hope that the person you love will always be with you. Or the hope that your family that has been broken apart will one day come back together. It might be the hope that you'll finally get that job that you've been seeking. And yet somehow, in some way, that hope is shattered we see it all the time in peace talks that take place between nations they hold out the hope of peace only to have that hope destroyed by another bomb or another attack but i want to tell us this morning that the hope that the resurrection of christ brings is not like that it's not a hope that's here today and then is taken from us tomorrow it's not a hope that can be shattered by a bomb or destroyed by some evildoer. It's not a hope that any person can steal from us nor nor that can be destroyed by, any, by some terrible event. Not even a worldwide pandemic like this can take it from us. For as long as Jesus is alive, we have hope. Oh, the resurrection of Christ Jesus brings to us the kind of hope, you see, that says no matter what happens in life today, or tomorrow, or even in the days after that, it's not the end. I want to tell you this morning, we have a lasting hope because of the resurrection of Jesus. One person wrote of one seeing a picture of an old, burned-out mountain shack. All that remained was the chimney, the charred debris of what had been that family's sole possession. And in front of this destroyed home stood an old grandfather-looking man dressed only in his underclothes and and, and next to him a small boy clutching a pair of patched overalls. It was evident that the child was crying. And beneath the picture were the words that the artist felt the grandfather was speaking to the boy. They were simple words, and yet they presented a profound theology and philosophy of life. Those words were this, hush, child. God ain't dead. Hush, child. God ain't dead. That vivid picture of that burned out mountain shack, that old man, the weeping child, and those words, God ain't dead. They're a reminder, not of the despair of life, but a reminder of hope, the hope that comes through knowing the living Savior, that no matter what we face in life, it's not the end if we will trust the resurrected Christ. As some might say this morning, well, Pastor, well, what is this hope that you're talking about? What is it that we as followers of Jesus are hoping for, looking forward to? What is the hope that the resurrection of Jesus brings into our lives? After all, hope is all about what's to come, what we're looking forward to. Listen, I want to tell us, and I don't mean to disappoint anybody this morning, but I need to be biblical and real with us today. That the hope that the resurrection of Jesus brings to us is not the hope for bodies that are always healthy. As much as we know God's able to heal us. But there are those among us who will yet get sick. It's not the hope for a job. It's not the hope for all the material stuff that we think we need. It's not even the hope that one day this pandemic will be over and that we will once again be able to go back to what we call life at normal, life, life, life that's normal, going back to work, back to restaurants, even coming back into church together. That's not what Jesus died for and rose for. That's not the hope that he offers us. Oh, but you see, the hope that the resurrection of Jesus has brought us is so much bigger. It's so much greater than all of that. As Peter speaks about that hope, he speaks of the salvation of your souls. He speaks of an inheritance kept in heaven for you. He speaks of, of the time when Jesus is revealed. Oh, you see, the hope that comes by means of our faith in the risen Christ is is the hope of our salvation, that one day we will be saved, we will be rescued from a world that's filled with sin and suffering. It's the hope of eternal life, that we get to live forever with God, our Heavenly Father. It's the hope of the kingdom of God. It's the hope of Jesus' return. It's the hope of our own resurrection from the dead. It's the hope that one day we will see Him face to face. Oh, it's a hope that goes far beyond the good and bad of this life. But it's a hope that gives us the strength that we need to make it through this life. And that causes us to set our sights on the life that is to come. And thus, no matter what happens in our world or in our lives. Even when we find ourselves sick in poverty, faced with death, faced with a worldwide pandemic. We know that none of these things is the end. You see, Jesus is alive. And thus we can say with the scriptures, where, O oh, death is your victory, where, O oh, death is your sting. We confess but with the apostle Paul as he wrote to the Thessalonians, we believe that Jesus died and rose again. And so we believe that God will bring with Jesus those who have fallen asleep with him. We say with the Apostle Paul, as he wrote to the Corinthians, we do not lose heart, though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day, for our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen, since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Oh, we say, as the scripture says, we have put our hope in the living God who is the savior of all men and especially of those who believe. And we say with the apostle John, now we are children of God and what we will be has not yet been made known. But we know that when Christ appears, we shall be like him for we shall see him as he is. Oh, those of us who have met the risen Christ, those of us who have experienced his resurrection power, we know what it means to live with hope. For we have been given new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. I remind us this morning, it's a living hope. It's a life-changing hope. It's a lasting hope. So no matter what happens in this life, I want to remind us today, the resurrection of Jesus tells us it's not the end. I know there are many out there today that have testimonies of what it means to come to the living Christ and experience that hope. And We have a, a, a video from, from Greg and Laura Gombash, and, and Laura is going to share a brief testimony with us this morning.
1: Good morning, Shrewsbury, First Assembly of God. It's Greg and... Hi, everybody. Greg and Laura we're here to issue a very blessed resurrection sunday and just Thanking Jesus for everything that we've got. We've got to look at these days as a, a way that we could just reach out more I believe and witness and just stay smart and stay safe and just praying and hoping everybody is well We wish we could be with you this morning, yeah, but so we are in our thoughts and in our prayers mm-hmm. Thank you for allowing us the opportunity to spend a few minutes with you on this important Sunday yeah. And please stay safe. Laura's going to share a couple of words and thoughts um yes it's it's a pleasure really and an honor to anytime to talk about the lord and all the great things he's done he's our only hope and uh especially during these times it's uh, a special time of year for me this time of year uh jesus met me on uh, may 9th 1997 and um i have to say that when uh you know the scripture says when you seek him with all your heart, you truly find him. And that was 23 years ago. And during those years, uh, there was a, a time right before the Lord met me, and uh, I was seeking him. I wanted to find out the truth and find out who he really was, and was asking him and asking different people questions. And um, God encountered me, and I and I met who he was, and I really knew. What knowing Jesus was about and all that he's done for us and how the word just became life to me and my life has never been the same since then uh, I may not have always gotten it well but I do know that that one day that the Lord encountered me in my living room when I was feeding my baby daughter she's 23 now she was just a few months old and he just spoke to me and showed me things and opened up heaven to me, literally, I, I, I saw it, and uh, I I just don't know what the world is doing without Him, and I we pray for each other, but we also pray that we can be a light and a hope and a witness for the only thing that we know is going to be any benefit in the end of our days, is knowing Him, what we have done for Him. to hear well done my good and faithful servant and through these days he's been my hope every minute of every day and i i know that he will be there he will deliver he will comfort he will never ever leave us or forsake us in any circumstance and he's proven that to me over and over again for the past 23 years and I know it will be for eternity and I thank him for it and I thank you for listening and can't wait till we can all be together again and attend his service. We miss you all. Be good. Be safe. See you soon. You
0: know, Laura is someone who has experienced what we've been talking about today and I know she didn't go into a lot of details uh, but she has experienced so much pain in her life Very, very difficult, deep and difficult things. You see, the same hope that Jesus brought into Peter's life and into those first disciples' lives, Jesus brought into Laura's life, and I know he's brought into the lives of so many of you who are here watching and listening today. And if you've not yet experienced that hope, I want you to know that that very same hope can be yours. But today, you might feel as if you have no hope. It might feel like you've come to your end. You might feel like that burnt-out mountain shack on the side of that hill, as if everything you've ever worked for or, or believed in has come to ruin. Maybe your life, you, you you feel like it's just been spiraling downward, and every day is becoming darker and darker. Or maybe just through this pandemic, so much of what you were once holding on to has been stripped away and you're not quite sure where to turn. You're losing hope. You're beginning to feel like you're coming to your end. But I want you to know that no matter what has happened in your life, no matter what is happening in your life, it's not the end. For Jesus has risen from the grave and with his resurrection comes hope. Hope for this life more than that. Hope for the next. And so no matter what happens in your life, what happens in our world, I want you to know it's not the end. It's not the end. Jesus is alive. And so we can know that all of the promises of God are one day going to come to fruition. That someday we will see him face to face. Someday we will live with him in a kingdom where there's no more pain or suffering. Where every tear is wiped away and there will be no more shedding of tears. Where there will be no more grief or mourning. There will be no more death. And I want to just tell you this morning. If you'll put your trust in the risen Christ, or maybe you did that once before, but somehow you've allowed the things of this world, what's happening in your world, to kind of overtake your heart and mind, put your trust in you in the risen Christ, and he will work in your life to fill you with his life, to change you from the inside out and fill you with the hope of eternity. The writer to the Hebrews wrote these words, I end with this scripture let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess for he who promised is faithful. Remember, it's not the end. Well, Father, this morning, as we bow our heads in prayer, we thank you this morning for the risen Christ and the way he changes our lives, the way he breeds in us new life, The hope that he gives to us, this living hope, life-changing hope, lasting hope, a hope that tells us over and over again, no matter what happens in our lives or in our world, it's not the end because, God, you have so much more in store for your people. God, I pray for someone today who's maybe reaching out to you for the very first time. Maybe their hearts have been broken, their mind confused. Maybe there's a sense of darkness that has overtaken them. Maybe just the weight of their sin has overtaken them. But today, as they reach out to Jesus, the risen Lord, I pray that you would come by your spirit, that they would sense that every sin is forgiven, every chain is broken, that they would sense this morning that they are being changed from the inside out, born again. And they would come to know deep in their hearts the hope that you've promised us, a hope that would tell them that no matter what they're facing today, it's not the end. But as your child, you have so much that you've been preparing for them. Bless each one, I pray. Fill us on this Resurrection Sunday with that hope that comes from our risen Lord.